before we get into the podcast, talking about all things indie, thank you to Racetech, Racetech.com. Get your bike working better. Get the suspension work done. Get some motor work done from the folks at Racetech. They're privateer proven. They've been doing uh, work in the industry for, geez, 40 years now. Uh, Racetech.com. If you tell them you listen to Pulp, they'll give you a deal too. Get the right spring rate. Get your motor dialed in. Uh, Zombie Blows using Racetech. He's also going to be a Racetech suspension service center in Arizona. Solitaire guys, they use Racetech. Racetech.com for more information on that. Again, get your bike working better, uh, and Racetech guys can do that. Uh, show your bike some love. It'll show it back to you. Thank you to Racetech. Thanks for using the Pulp Max discount at Racetech. They've been reporting uh, great business from it, so I appreciate all of that. Thanks, people. Appreciate it. All right, let's get on to the show. A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, Indianapolis Supercross Review. Lots to talk about when it comes to Indianapolis, and, well, not much to talk about when it comes to a 450 Supercross title chase, but, yeah, lots of other stuff to get to when it comes to this uh, race. Thank you to Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web. Great company. Uh, they got helmets for everybody, and the Formula Helmet's amazing. They absolutely are, are, are so quiet, so safe. So uh, fit so good. They look so good. Please check out the Formula Helmet from the folks at Fly Racing and FlyRacing.com. And obviously, they have styles of gear to fit any budget or look that you want. And go to Motorsport.com. Look at everything from Fly. Order it up. You can see the technology behind the Formula Helmets as well. Super, super safe. And go read up all about it on FlyRacing.com. Thank you for those guys for coming on the uh, podcast. Uh, tough weekend for the Fly guys. They got RJ Hampshire on the podium, but... JB didn't make it, and Shane McElrath didn't race either. So, uh, tough night for fly racing, but onward and upward for those guys. Uh, they got Zach Osborne as the uh, Husky ambassador wearing fly racing. Thank you to those guys. Renthal as well, the winning brand in manufacturing design for the last half century. Renthal continues to lead the world at the very top level of the sport, amassing more titles than all the other competing brands combined. Renthal records are unsurpassable with 238 titles in the U.S. and 232 in the world. Thanks for the hard work and dedication to detail. The Renthal Factory has been helping world-class riders achieve their championships goals since way back in 1969. Think about Renthal. Uh, you've probably used Renthal products um, if you're listening to this. Sprockets, chains, bars, oversized bars, 7 eighths bar. They got it all. Renthal.com. Thank you to the folks at Maxxis as well. Maxxis Tires, uh, SGB Maxxis team. Really uh, uh, making an impact last night at Indianapolis. So 
Thank you to Maxxis Tires. Kate Clayson, though, is actually racing with his Maxxis Tires and doing very, very well. Developed by Jeremy McGrath, Maxxis.com for more information on that. Mountain bike tires are great. Light truck tires, dirt bike tires. If you haven't thought of Maxxis, thought about Maxxis for a while for your tire needs, well, think about them, man. Uh, they support the sport in many, many ways. Thank you. Maxxis.com for more information. Motorsport.com and Cobalt Links we'll get to in a little bit here. Uh, we're going to bring on JT and Weege to talk about Indianapolis and more. So uh, hang tight. Let's get right to it. All right, everybody. As promised, let's uh, let's get the two guys on the line to uh, break down what we saw at Indy Supercross and uh, and uh, touch into maybe a little bit of uh, some stuff that we didn't see that maybe Jason Thomas did. Uh, I was not there this weekend. I got a bit of a head cold, as you can hear. So not a not a real fun weekend for me. But uh, on the line, uh, he is uh, RacerX Online's content editor. He's uh, in charge of the Nationals. He's in charge of RacerX. He's in charge of a lot of things. It's Jason Wygan. What's up, Weege? Yeah? Am I? Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. Okay, in charge of the Nationals. I, I always just uh, tell people, blame Weege. It's Weege. Uh, buy your tickets now, everybody. Yeah. Buy your tickets now. Well, RacerX. Tough, tough Subscribe. weekend for you that we'll get into, but tough weekend. Oh. Oh, yeah, not having the info. Yes, it's tough. Uh, right, also on the line uh, from Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Again, check them out at motorsport.com for more information on that. Tough weekend when it comes to fly riders, Shane McElrath, Justin Brayton. But RJ Hampshire got the podium. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not much. Uh, you guys are quitters, and you mm-hmm. left me left me to fend for myself in Indianapolis, which I am uh, not really happy about. But sure, I will be the lone soldier that can uh, bring you the the real insight from the event. No problem. It's a, it's a good race. Uh, nothing wrong with Indianapolis. Do not take it uh, offense, Indianapolis, that Weege and I did not go. It just fell that way on the schedule, and uh, we'll be back next year. I'm sure. It so. fell that way on the schedule. How? Just the weekend I needed off. <laughs> <laughs> nothing against Indi- <laughs> so, like right. da- Daytona. There's something against Daytona. There, there, you know, like. Uh, Put my head in a guillotine or go to Daytona, I'll choose the first one. But Nothing uh, personal for Indy. You just decided not to go. Yes, just just with the things I have coming that's, up. But you can't say that's how the schedule worked out. That's not, that's it, not it, at it, all it, how it was. It, you decided. But it, was, it could have been any race on the schedule. It just happened to be Indy. Nothing personal against the people of Indianapolis or the stadium or anything. It's a cool race. Yeah, okay, all right. Um, all right, let's get into it. Lots to talk about. Actually, it did work out that way because I had back-to-back. Uh, I was in Florida for from Thursday to Monday, one Thursday all the way next Monday. That's like whatever that is, 11 days or something. So I'm good. So it did. It was the schedule, actually. I'm going to claim it. Um, all right, let's get into it. Uh, really, really good race again by Tomac. That's four in a row. Oh, my God. He's almost got a two-race two lead now in the points. And, uh, you know, basically – Really impressive uh, uh, win by Eli Tomac late in the race, catching Barsha and taking off. But I guess the news is Jason Anderson was leading and looked pretty good, and then Barsha uh, comes across the inside. Anderson hits him. It's $3,000 and three points uh, for Justin Barsha. And uh, I don't know if he'll be buying Team Fried merch now again or how that works, if he's got to buy double Team Fried merch again. But, uh yeah, good break for Tomac because I don't know if Anderson gets caught the way he's been riding. Uh, but yeah, um, that's that's Bam Bam. That's what he does. Uh, I I don't have a problem with it. Uh, Weege, I don't. I see what Barsha did, and I think Anderson's got to be a little more aware there. And yeah, uh, that's racing to me. Yeah, I mean it's the nature, and that was Barsha kind of explained in the press conference after the race. It, th- these turns, the 
turn that hooks onto the start straight is a time-honored tradition in Supercross, where at any moment, if the guys crisscross the wrong way, someone's going down. Uh, we Somebody has to get on the brakes or cut underneath or accept that he's getting passed. It's just the way that turn works. Yeah, I don't think Barsha did anything wrong. The problem is he's on probation, right? So yeah. that is why he ended up getting a three-point penalty. And what is it, $3,000? Yeah, I think. Yeah, three grand. Um, yeah. yeah, and let it be known that out of all the incidents this year, this is the first penalty a same lap knockdown. Uh, Bogle got it, but it was lapped rider. Other guys got it in other circumstances, riding off the side of the track, things like that. But this is the first penalty for uh, guys battling on the same lap or position, but that's because Barsha was yeah. on probation. So I agree. I, I think in a vacuum, the Barsha move wasn't that bad. No, no, exactly. Uh, and, and how many times have we seen that same move happen and the dude in the berm just, just pulls out and goes right by him on the right-hand side? Just pulls out of the berm early and goes zipping by the guy that tried to cut across I mean, this, the inside. This right-hand turn has been on yeah. nine billion Supercross tracks, yeah. and sometimes this happens, but most of the time they just. I mean, Anderson squares the corner up. I don't know why he didn't think Barsha would be there. JT, does Barsha got to buy more fried stuff? You think, Team Fried? Well, I have to stop you, Leach, because I take offense to the when you say that Jason Anderson should know he's going to be there. Like that line, that's not a natural line through the corner where Barsha went. Like he landed off the triple and then just went straight right in a straight line towards the, like the exit out there of the corner. Like you can say what you want. I don't, I'm not even saying it's that dirty or whatever. I don't think it was a great move. I thought it should be reviewed. I, I think if he wasn't on probation, he probably doesn't get penalized, but to say that Jason Anderson, Jason Anderson is supposed to expect him to be there in that line. I don't agree with at all. Well, let's discuss the line. Barsha basically goes to the inside. So what is Barsha doing that's... Turn. <laughs> turn. That's what you're supposed turn to do. more. Yes, you're supposed to turn. <laughs> the rider is not your berm. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Okay, I will give you that. He starts on the inside. He's on Anderson's right. And, yeah, he turns about 40% of a turn. Yeah, I mean, you have to turn. Like, I'm not saying it's the yeah. worst move ever. I'm not saying, yeah. you know, I'm not calling bloody murder or anything like that. I'm just saying... Yeah. It, it should be reviewed. There was a lot of contact. The leader went down, right? Like, there's a lot there to unpack. Um, I think the fine was okay because he's on probation. But for Jason Anderson, he's not expecting Barsha to take that aggressive of a line either. Like, Anderson has to turn at some point too. So so do you think Anderson's expectation is Barsha will turn, and I'm just going to elect to go to the left, and I'll do the outside. I'm just going to stay on his outside, and there's no way he's going to go from the inside all the way. If I elect to go outside, there's no way he's going to meet me out there. Well, that's not a normal line, you know. Like, okay. okay, if it's if it's Barsha, and you're like, what's the extreme possibility here? Okay, I guess that's possible, but you can't expect that, right? You can't be like, well, what's the worst case scenario? I better go 30 yards off the track here because yeah. it's part. Yeah. Like, you got to turn. You're, you're leading the race, you know. So, yep. It's a tough spot for Anderson, and the worst part of it is you're dealing with Barsha, where there's really, you know, nothing's off the table. But you got to know that if you're Anderson, and if he just... But where's he going to go, though? But, okay, but if he just go? cuts down early, Barsha actually loses time, because he's out in the freaking, well, on the flat straight, you know? like He can't, doesn't have eyes in the back of his head either, right? He doesn't know that Barsha's going to the very outside before he's going to think about cornering. In hindsight, sure, yeah. Cut under him, but he doesn't know that Barsha's, but, you know, because Barsha's not accelerating. There's no noise. Yeah, but you it's know. Like you can hear you, Barsha on the gas going outside. You know he's right behind you, and you know he may try. He, you, If you're Jason Anderson, you know that that's a spot. But he went outside. That's yeah, yeah. the whole thing. Like, he tried to give 
the whole inside. Like, but, go wherever you want. No, but the like, outside. He went all the way to the outside. The out- and he still got knocked down. Yes, but if Jason – Jason wasn't going all the way to the outside to be like, oh, like – like Jason hit – Barsha – Jason Barsha hits Barsha. Like, if that's Bar- the – Oh my God! If Barsha goes for a standard block pass there, and Anderson cuts down, goes for this, your cut down move, he crashes a hundred out of a hundred times, right? So Anderson's like, "Well, I'm just going to go outside, go all the way to the outside, and give him all the room in the world to try to make this pass." And he still got knocked down because that hard what? pivot undercut is, it, unless you know exactly where Barsha is, you can't do that line. Uh, and he clearly didn't know where Barsha was. That's uh, why yeah, he, he didn't. Still got knocked down. He didn't. And I've seen a hard undercut and zip by the guy down the start straight about a thousand times in my life. I've seen that exact move been tried. What exactly happened has been tried I've, a hundred okay, so, different so times. Your, your take was that Anderson should have known exactly where Barsha was, known exactly. Exactly what Barsha was going to do before he did it. He's got to know well, what Barsha's going to do you, before he did it. Barsha's you consider that there's line for the very outside, ten yards past be, the apex of the corner on the outside. I, That's I, what Barsha I would, was going to do. I would argue greatly on the ten yards. Okay, greatly on that. And also, the, I would argue that it's twenty yards to the outside of the turn. There, uh, it's pretty damn far out there. And if Jason knows, and Barsha's going to cut on the inside, he doesn't know though. He doesn't. Know. But he, but he okay, does not know. he doesn't know. know. He, he doesn't know, yet. but he knows it's Justin Barsha right behind him, and he knows that if anybody knows where where to play a little rough on a Supercross track, it's Jason Anderson. So he right. knows that but this is what this guy he, can do. Wouldn't you think that that contact would be tighter? Like, that's Barsha. That's what Barsha it's does. It's the same as thing as Mookie in Daytona, where Mookie tries to cut down in traffic, and we said on this podcast, oh my man, God. he's got he's to know that it's second turn. And you're going to cut down like you that. are. You are saying Anderson's line is the same as Mookie's at Daytona. I'm saying the rider has to know what's going on around him and who's behind oh, him and what's man. going on. Oh, okay. So in the second turn at Daytona, you're just allowed to cut down. No. And if no, you're I'm in front of you, J- if I'm you're in front of Justin you, Barsha, you 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 shouldn't have a little bit more of your radar up. No, I, Mookie's not Mookie's. Not okay. Being have you aware ever seen? Have you ever seen? Let's go. Let's go back here now. Have you ever seen? That exact move that we just saw happen or, or attempt to happen in a Supercross in your life. A block pass? No, no, no. Just exactly what we just saw. That wasn't a block pass. That was Barsha going to the inside and riding to the outside of the turn. That was not a block pass. Have, okay, you, so- have, have you seen a rider go to the inside of the start straight and a rider go to the outside of the start straight? We've seen that. Mm-hmm. Have you seen a rider try to block a rider? From, from going, and then have you seen the guy cut in underneath him and blow by him back down the start straight again? Of course. Okay. That's exactly what could have happened and should have happened. Could have happened, sure. That's not what happened, though. You're, you are assuming that Anderson knows. He doesn't. He can't see but behind him, Steve. On precedent. Like he, I know you okay. think that you can yeah, see behind yeah, yeah. him on a so super track, but when, you can't. When Jason Anderson turns right in the outside of the turn and he has 30 feet to Justin Barsha, eh, not 30 feet, 20 feet to Justin Barsha, he doesn't look up. He doesn't see Justin Barsha. He's just got no, his head down. I gotta down. say, he's got to play beelining sideways at him, Steve. Where do you okay. want him to go? Again, so Barsha is, uh, Anderson has already selected his. He, Anderson is already leaving the corner. He's already selected the line he's going to take on the exit of the corner before Barsha has actually committed to where he's going to go. Right, but because it's like thirty feet, and, right? The whatever it is, so yeah, wide. whatever it is, you have. And so Anderson is already out of the corner. He's already been like, "This is where I'm going to go." Yep. 
I hope to God this guy yeah, doesn't and, end and, up and there. He oh, hits, shit, he's there. And he hits Barsha. Barsha doesn't hit him. Barsha's going sideways so, the wrong direction of the track, Steve. Okay, so, all right, so, JG, so you think this is a terrible move? No, I oh, don't. okay, well, then that's where we're going at. It's Jesus a race. Jesus Christ. Oh, oh, okay, all right. So, where are you at with this, JT? Like, is, no. that, is that move with Barsha, is that dirty for you? Well, I already, I already said that. If you want to rewind it, you can okay, hear exactly so that, what so, I said Okay, so Anderson, to me, has got to be a little bit smarter there. That's all. That's well, I know you don't like Jason Anderson, so I can understand why you're coming in with this angle. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's totally it. Absolutely. You're right, JT. Sounds I've never like seen the guy pivot on the outside of the berm and then drag race by the dude trying to get him on the inside of a Steve, he had already turn. pivoted before Barsha got there. Did you not listen to Weech? Okay, so, again, you got 20 feet or whatever it is. Whatever it is, JT, you got room to make some moves. It's a racing incident, and, I, I mean, I'm, that's ultimately where I'm coming down on. Like, Jason, to me, has got to be – like, oh, shit, it's Justin Barsha. Like, this dude could cut across the inside of the turn. Like, because you know who else would do that? Jason Anderson would do that. So two guys who play the game perfectly going against each other got to be a little smarter. That's it. All right, moving on. Uh, so Barsha gets second. Uh, and actually, before the points, Barsha was in second place overall in the series. That's kind of where I came to. And then I just checked the points, and now they're tied again. But... Weege, if Barsha, if Barsha gets second place in the series, which he's tied with Anderson, he was actually ahead before the penalty, that's pretty remarkable. It's a pretty remarkable yeah, it, series. Not, uh, yeah, I don't think it was on people's radar. No, that, uh, no. You know, Barsha is who Barsha is. He's good. He's a contender. But uh, this would be a step up, right? I don't know if he's ever finished second in the series before, right? Um, you look at... So I don't know if anyone saw, like, hey, Barsha's going to have the best year of his career and without winning the opener, which he's done many times. So uh, that would be impressive. And it was when I when when the press conference started after the race, he was second in points. And I'm yeah. like, well, how about that? Well, um, and as I always say with second, okay, Tomac has a gigantic lead. You can tell now Tomac is, you know, making sure to not take unnecessary risk. But still, I would say if you're second, I mean, there's still, what, seven races to go? Six races to go? Well, that's just Something it, like right? That. Like, you look at Malcolm's been great. Um, yeah. Anderson's been yeah. great. Sexton's been great. Coop's the defending champion. And then right now, Barsha, who was second without those points, is just kind of beating all those guys. They're throwing it away. And, like, yeah, there he is. Second and my point. point is, Tomek has a giant lead, and Tomek's reducing risk. You can see it. But at the same time, you're one random guy breaks his wrist during the week away from winning the titles. That's a yeah. great season. Right. And, yeah. and, and you can see, like you said about Tomek, you can see – in that heat race, Tomac's like, yep, nope, I'm out. I don't want to play this game. I'll just take third in the heat <laughs> race. Yeah, I'm just, it's great. I'm absolutely – I don't want anything to do with you and Mookie and, and anything else. So If Anderson, Mookie, and Barsha are around, Tomac's going to be like, I'm good. Yeah. yeah I'll I'm good. I'll just take the sixth gate pick. It's cool. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. I mean, he had Mookie passed. Yeah. Mookie was next to him on the inside, and he just got on the brakes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, but I just think Barsha's season, because he doesn't have that win, it's getting to be a little uh, underrated. Two straight podiums, yep. and, and yeah, like maybe second in the points. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's close, though. I mean, dude, yeah, yeah. any of those five guys can end up second. Yeah. He mentioned in the press conference about how uh, he wasn't happy with the bike, and they've made some changes on the softer dirt, and he's happier now. So, yeah, who knows? Barsha, maybe second in the points. Um, yeah, that would career high. Tomac JT rode great though, just smart, steady, just you know, slowly moving up. It's so many lappers, 
it, it was uh should we do something about the lappers should we should we make a rule is there should be a new rule if you get lapped twice or out i don't think so i i, I don't um i saw twitter and you know there's all kinds of internet chatter about this and people complaining and whatever um if you're like rolling around the track i think maybe you know that should be discussed but if guys are actually like trying and maybe you know they're they're two or three laps down but they're still like trying hard then i don't think so because they're racing for points like they're racing for championship points too uh, but it was i mean it was pretty chaotic like there's there's no doubt it was tough for those guys and weaving in and out of people but i mean the the biggest variable there was the track was so short that that was the problem you know we we normally don't see it like that so there's a rule on track length and other forms of motorsports i wonder if there should be in supercross i don't know mm. Honestly, there might even be in the rule book. Yeah, maybe. maybe. It's, just, uh, it's just... I would not be surprised if there's a rule indicating what's like an arena cross and what's a super cross, but it's probably such a small number yeah. that no uh, stadium would ever even... I, I, know, I know that they used to try to put a minimum of uh, 50 seconds for uh, basically <laughs> for the show, for the TV show. They wanted it to be 50 seconds to be 20 minutes for 20 laps, right? <laughs> but when they switched to a 20-minute race then everything kind of changed and didn't matter anymore. I think we got a couple uh, of walls built in because of that. Like, hey, yeah, we're, we're going to put a wall here fair. because we got to lengthen this thing, seconds-wise. Yeah. Well, and they're trying to fill a show. You know, that's that's a big part of this stuff. So um, I think they had like a 50 – they wanted in between 50 seconds and a minute two, I think, was the, the window that they had. Mm. Well, I did not know that was a thing. You, you lose McElrath. You lose Brayton. You know, we're already losing – Ferrandis, Roxon. And no offense to the privateer guys, but yeah, there, there's a lot of difference between Eli Tomac and Scott Meshi. No offense to Scott Meshi. Uh, well, I mean, even like Amart. Amart was rolling around the track. I don't even know what he was doing. Yeah, something had right. to happen to him, though, right? I understand, but he's yeah. still rolling around the track. Easy, Steve. Easy. Well, I don't know what happened. I just Amart's not a roll okay. the track guy. Something like he he must have lost a limb or something. He's just not a roll around the track guy. But, I'm just saying, JT's just reporting what he saw. He's not taking shots. Right. Okay, Steve, right. No, no. no. We don't need to have an argument. We've something, already done it once. Something happened to Amar. I don't know. I didn't text with him or anything. I would also think uh, the, the track distance, for sure, was a huge event. A dis- was a huge factor. And, yes, you've got three or four other privateers that wouldn't be in if Roxon and Ferrandis and such were there. Brayton, of course. Um, but also, JT, wouldn't you say that when the track is gnarly ready, it separates the 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 field a little more? It, it, what is this difficult? I think it does, but I think we're starting to see the the lack of depth come around, right? We we got lucky that we didn't lose Sexton and Webb and those guys last week, but then yeah. we lose Brayton. Uh, you know, we did lose Ferrandis. You know, so it, it's starting to go down that path where we'd had this really healthy 450 season all year, and then yeah. all of a sudden it's like all of that is all of a sudden on top of us all at once, right? And and. I think it's just a law of averages. You know, guys have been staying healthy and hadn't been crashing. We had this really deep field. And then it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're just going to catch it all up in two weeks. And now the, the field looks really depleted already. Well, we, you know, you're right. I, conditions like these are when technique and, you know, skill come through. So you could see all the mistakes being made by guys of lesser skill. And these guys are still gnarly riders, but there were dudes that were really struggling. With, well, with you're, you, and, you've got guys that have never made a 450 main in there also. So that's yeah. going. There's going to be a huge gap. I mean, yeah. 
it, 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 so I think when you have, yeah, short track, ruddy, and lack of depth, you get what we just had, where some dudes were lapped three times. Hey, JT, there was so much talk about how ruddy and soft everything was, and you know that's the case going into Indy. Uh, when the track was fresh and qualifying, to me, the track looked pretty technical. I was actually surprised, unless, again, they were trying to lengthen the lap time in some way by steepening it. It looked pretty tight and, and steep for what I knew was going to turn terrible by the end of the night. Did you feel that way? Yeah, it looked okay. It was pretty basic. Um, I mean, this was a, a video game uh, design. A guy won a contest yes. to de- yeah. develop this track. So to me, it wasn't anything uh, too crazy as far as how it was developed or anything like that. Like It looked like a pretty normal track. There, was, there were a lot of sections that you know had run. Like the sand was just a sand corner and then um i think the the dirt was the variable though it was really soft and unpredictable and got really ruddy uh, but i think if that you put that layout at like anaheim i don't think it was anything too crazy yeah i just thought i almost thought the transitions would be opened up even more just knowing how bad it was going to get and really it was only one rhythm near the finish but at the same time i was like man that's gonna be bad yeah i mean Which, I, I walked the track and it wasn't brutally oh, okay. soft it wasn't like oh 1997 indie mm. it wasn't that terrible i think it was just uh you know the whoops were were brutal they were really soft um, like the finish line section and then that clawed after like none of that stuff was really ruddy at all like it was mm. is actually pretty nice all night oh you know i forgot indy we had three races in indy last year i don't think they were really that bad with the ruts maybe they figured they got a handle on it now i don't remember last year's indy races which were earlier in the year it was january yeah, it was the second, second yeah. rounds, right? They weren't that gnarly. I'm kind of with you. Yeah, I don't remember them being like this, like what we saw last night. Yeah. 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 Huh. 20, 27 laps. So, FYI. Yeah, that's a, that's a big factor for sure. Yes. It, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's just uh, it's, there's times where we're still doing the same stuff that we did in Supercross in 2022 that we did in uh 1997 and now we have 500 two strokes out there basically you know uh we got three footers we got five footers whoops you know like like we're not i don't know the sport can definitely use a bit of a toss-up that's another podcast from the time but when you see stuff like last night you're just like well you got 22 guys you're doing 27 laps you got 45 second track and this is you know what you're going to end up with where it's going to be a case of many guys just trying to survive and not actually race. so. Well, I think part of that, too, and I could be wrong, but part of that, to me, is, is the contest, right? Like, you've got a contest winner developing a track versus someone who's done this thousands of times and knows how it's going to end up, you know? What happened to the rider design tracks? Those were fun. Some of those that were was pretty fun. good. Yeah, some of those that were pretty fun. good. Timmy uh, did one. What's that? Timmy did one. Oh, it was the best one. Yeah. <laughs> that was the best one. Uh, the one. I actually think the best one was uh, Chad was supposed to do it. He didn't want to do it, so Larry Brooks did it. And that was Indy, Indy oh, 08. God. That track looked sweet. <laughs> I thought Villeman's Detroit one was good. DV did one. I liked it. Um, yeah, it was okay. It was really it was soft. It was really tough to do the big rhythms because it was so soft. But, yeah. Uh, you Marcus- raced the Pastrana one? Oh, that yeah, was St. Louis. St. Louis. Zigzag in St. Louis. Yeah. It was like it's a Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Yeah, it was like freaking <laughs> straight up a Nickelodeon. I think you wanted I think you wanted one of those Hot Wheels loops where you go around. <laughs> they nixed it. They nixed it though. 
There's uh, so many uh, option lanes. It was unreal. Marvin Muskan with third. Marvin's always good at Indy and technical, ruddy, you know, kind of slow down to go fast. Uh, that kind of stuff Marv's really good at, and he got third. So good job for Marv. Worked his way up to. Uh, needed a – well, Mookie probably – should have got third. I think Mookie was was Mookie third when he went down. I think he was. Um, but yeah, he had a pretty good one. Mookie did. No, I think he got Mookie. He did, did he get he Mookie, Mookie. that time? Okay. Yeah, at one point he was even all over Tomac. Like, dude, he was, he was yeah. flying for about what three, four laps. It's yep. crazy. Yeah, really good job. Um, and good at Indy, as we said. So, and Sexton held it together for fourth. Didn't see him much on the on the screen at all. Uh, and Webb got fifth. Of course, Anderson and Mookie were ahead of those guys, but Anderson uh, uh, went down. Mookie went down, so uh, Webb gets a. How did Mookie recover? To, what did Mookie get? Eighth, right? It, Mookie Behind got eighth. Anderson. I just think there were so many guys lapped, dude. That he, oh, no, okay. he got up and he got up and actually rode okay. Like he wasn't oh. on his race pace, but, but it, he was. I mean, doing all the jumps and everything. But it took him so long to get up. Like when the TV showed him, he was just sitting there. Like you. Well, were, and you I know. think that's because it was so late. Right, like yeah. they had been racing for you know twenty laps, so you got a field that's beat down. So yeah, I mean that's yeah, he, that's just how much better those guys were. He probably could have waited another lap or so to really gather himself, but yeah, he, that was a good one. Um, Webb fifth. Did Anderson have any words with Barsha after the race? They didn't show anything. Did he ride up there? I don't. I didn't don't know. know. Okay, no, I didn't see it. Um, Webb fifth. Yeah, Webb's Webb's toughing it out right now. He's definitely banged up, so I don't know if we're going to see the best Cooper Webb for the next little while. So, just and, and I'm, I've calmed down a little bit. What do you make of Barsha like putting his hand up and going like, "My bad." Do you think he like he did that because he thought everything was cool? Well, well I, yeah, but he always does. Yeah, that's yeah. The, in the press conference, but I'm saying like if he thought the move was great and it's Anderson's fault, Anderson ran into me. I don't think he puts his hand up there. But do you see Bogle? Bogle was like, "Yep." How good was that? That Bogle was the eyewitness. <laughs> I don't Bogle know. was right next to the big lap. I don't know what he did with his hand. If he did like a thumbs up or or you know what I mean, so, like so, but he was like, "Yep." It was amazing. Yeah, it was great. Uh, Barsha in the press conference. Right Barsha was visibly frustrated when that was brought up in the press conference. Like, could not understand why anybody would talk about that. Dude, this is Why this happens happens every time. <laughs> no, this is what he does. It's great. It's it's just he just he's on he's, he's on brand every time with this stuff. Yes. Yes. Something happens, somebody goes down, he's asked about it in the press conference, and he's just like incredulous of like, why are you even asking about this? Nothing happened. It what? was just racing. Why, are, like, you why even, are you even yeah. asking a question on this topic? Why exactly? Why are you even bringing this up? This right. it's like, uh, yeah, no, someone needs to bring this up, Justin. Someone does need to bring this up. You can't always destroy the GoPro footage. Um, <laughs> by the way, Todd Look, Todd Harris. He's always was, uh, the, I'm not Bam Bam anymore, but I got a picture here when he announced him on this Troy Lee team last year of him holding a baseball bat that said Bam Bam. <laughs> so, like, just pick a lane. That's all. I don't have any problem with what Barsha does. Like, I'm not out there racing him. I'm fine with it. I just the the fact that he doesn't understand why people think he does what he does. That's the part that bothers me. Todd Harris was big on the Jason Anderson last night, too. Very, very big on that. He must have got so many DMs or, or something. Yeah, he was Jason and Justin and Jason. Just like really, really letting it be known that he knows their names. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, that a, is that a season best for Dino? I think it is. I think it is. Let me look here. Uh, yeah, that's a season best for Dino, which comes at Indy where he podiumed, uh, I don't know, three years ago. Kind of same conditions, three four years ago uh, for Dino. So 
good job. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's. I mean, he really. He's just got to be opportunistic right now. Yeah. You know, I, I don't. I don't think Dino's riding like the best of his life or anything. You know, that's not what the results are coming from. But that's okay. Ride well. Take what's in front of you. You know, guys are out. Guys are crashing. You know, there's there's opportunity there. Uh, Justin Brayton, Weege. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the whoops don't normally get us. No. Um, no. And poor Bull. I don't know what happened. And honestly, I have not heard uh, from him. Uh, we've we've put out some text on a group that we're that you're on uh, as well, Steve, and we haven't heard from him. Yeah, oh, he was very woozy. Um, yeah, he he made an S when he when he walked across the star straight. He it was in an S. Oh boy, yeah, uh, it wasn't good. And poor Bogle just riding beside the wall. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> uh, so just lucky to be out there, huh, Weege? Uh, are we even that lucky at this point? Yeah, okay. We might be lucky to be out of there for and, a week or so. And did you see... No, no, no. No, 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 no. No, no. There's no issues with hitting your head and racing the next week. We don't have any issues with that in our sport. In 2022, it's been pretty solid. It's been fantastic. Like, line it up, boys. the next week. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we, we... Just so people don't know that we're not making light of this, I think we talked about it on your Moto 60 show last we week, did. Steve. And, J- but, and JT and I have talked about it on the Pulp yes, show the week before. We know there is a concussion test. I know these doctors care. I know they take it seriously. Don't come at us and say, these doctors don't know how bad concussions are. They're fully aware. Why everybody just comes back, I don't know. No, I mean, they're getting cleared. The doctors are clearing them. They're yeah. taking this test. They're clearing them. Yeah. But it is bizarre that these guys, all of them, have appeared... To be knocked out and still racing the next week. Yes. So, did you see uh, Anderson's interview? They interviewed all the guys that were down last week, uh, yeah. Webb, Sexton, and Anderson, and how Anderson carefully tried to just not give any sort of indication of what he did last week. I don't think I noticed. It was no. it was a hilarious dancing around it. Yeah, it just was uh, not feeling. Uh, yeah, I'm back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and McElrath, did you guys see Shane's crash? Uh, on his Instagram? I didn't or, see it. I didn't oh. even know he had gone down until later uh, in the day. Just, yeah, right over clipped. Was it in the, the sand? No. Uh, okay. It, it, he crashed in the sand. That was nope. the only thing I saw. Nope. Clipped, uh, clipped a, I think it was that 3-3 before the wall, I believe. Uh, clipped the third one and went right over. So oh, perfect. That was like the opposite side from us. Um, so, yeah. Bad deal for McElrath. Bad deal for Justin Brayton as well. So, um, and we got we had a fight on the track too. We had a fight. O'Neal teammates. That was great. That was the highlight of my night. I'm not going to – I already tweeted this joke, but I'm not going to add uh, looks ahead as for the strength of Bubba Pauly. Looks ahead on the track because he comes over there grabbing gears. Like he, did he not look I, at all? I don't know. He should have been like Anderson. Anderson needed to look too. Uh, uh, he plowed into, into A-Ray like bad. Uh, uh, so – I asked Alex about it, and he said he said he got wheel spin before the double, and cased it, and Raper landed on him, and then he said Devin Raper landed on him, and then when he got up, he said Devin was very mad and very angry at Alex, and he was mad because he had just been plowed into by Bubba Pauly, never mind landed on by Devin Raper, and he said he couldn't take it anymore, <laughs> so that's where he was coming from, yeah, so he was uh, upset about Bubba Pauly, seemingly not looking ahead at all. And then he was upset that Raper was like so mad at him because he screwed up. He said he he got wheel spin and broke loose and you know did case the double. So that's where I got confused. He did not fight the guy who had like eight seconds to slow down and not hit him. 
He did not fight that guy. No, no. He was angry about that guy. He fought the other guy. But he said Raper was yelling at him, calling him all sorts of names. Okay. <laughs> so they're both disqualified. I don't like that's not even a fight. They were like slapping each other. I mean, that's a fight, Steve. I don't know. Yeah, it's, like, a it's a fight. I don't know what you want. Uh, uh, disqualification, though? You can't fight against a rule. It's in the rule book. You can't fight. Okay. I mean, they're wrestling, they're they wrestling were, they were around. A Ray threw punches. Like, they're, it's a fight. Like, disqualifying? Yeah. You okay. have to. Like, it's okay. a rule. Like, right. they're not. they're not going to allow you to fight on television and not do anything about it. Well, it was great. O'Neal made up a funny uh, Instagram already about it, so that was good. They were wearing the exact same. So O'Neal did just go with it. Yeah, O'Neal ran with it. They love it. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, I figured they would do that. They're cool like that. Enjoy, um, enjoy the ride. Yeah, uh, I got no problem with it. Like, I think the fighting is hilarious and awesome. JT, I think you, you said the same. Uh, no, it's great, entertaining. Yeah, Super, for sure. and I understand that you got to get penalized for it. Um, and I just want to say this one thing: now we will have people say, "Well, if you're going to disqualify people for it, then don't show it in the highlights." No, that's not how sports work. That is not how sport, any sport does this. You do something against the rules. They still show the replay and the highlights. There's a big difference between the TV crew showing the event and the rules makers. It's not all one group. So if there's a fight in a sport of any kind, ESPN will show that fight five billion times, even well, yeah. if the guys got kicked out of the game. That's how it works. Yeah, I have a friend that was making this same point. That's like, oh, they shouldn't be able to use that if you're going to find out. No. Like, what do you mean? They own it. Like, who, who's going to tell them they shouldn't yeah. be able to use it? What are you talking about? Well, uh, Chris Blows said this on Twitter last night, and I said, well, Chris, Feld promotes the sport, wants to sell tickets. So if they feel like a yeah. fight will sell tickets and promote the sport, come see, come see the action, they'll do that. The AMA doesn't give a shit about ticket sales. They're the ones in charge of rules and discipline, and they think fighting is bad, and they disqualify them. Like, I don't understand the confusion. I don't get the fans and riders' confusion on why they show this, but yet still get penalized. Like, but they, they do but understand that Feld is a promoter, and right. AMA is the rule maker, sanctioning body. Like, that's the part I don't understand. Well, I took more offense to they shouldn't be allowed to use the footage. According to who? Like, well, it's yeah, theirs. Yeah. No, of they course. Could, they could post it in Times Square if they want. You know no, what I mean? Yeah. Like, they can do whatever yeah. they want. I, I just, I, there's, there's two different people in charge here, and they have different thoughts on action like that. So, yeah, I, I don't understand. I don't understand where the confusion comes because I don't know if everybody thinks like Mike Pelletier and Mike Mui are the same guy. They're not. They run different organizations. They have nothing to do with each other as far as that goes. And as far as I know, Feld doesn't have anything to do with penalties and everything else. So, Well, and Mike Mealy is not going to be the one that's going to be pumping that, right? <laughs> no, Mike's no, no. operations. You know. uh, yeah, I just, I just picked two mics. But, um, yeah, so it's it's weird that people think that still. I don't understand that as well. So. Yeah, it's not one. And that's no. the idea. It's a checks and a balance. You have the promotion side and the hardcore rules side to balance the series out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just saying, if a dirty play happens in any sport, yeah. ESPN will be Zapruder filming that and breaking it down for 12 straight hours, even if the player has got ejected from the game. Uh, the, my favorite it's part. Totally normal. My favorite part was the camera angle on Bubba Polly hitting A Ray, like oh. not even shutting off, not grabbing any breaks, <laughs> plowing into A Ray. Like suicide mission. I, I don't know what he was doing. Again, <laughs> he's not looking ahead. Gary Bailey used to tell tell people to look ahead on the track. Uh, that is not a prime example of that. Uh, all right, so again, like with Verandas out and Kenny out and Brayton McGrath not able to make the night show from injuries, uh, Brees is 10th, Starling 11th, Kate is 12th. Like, good job, guys. 
It's awesome. They're they're riding really well, and they're getting good results. Bogle, Fast Freddy is back. And I picked Fast Freddy in fantasy, but I hesitated because I'm like, ruts, easy to make mistakes. Oh, God, Freddy. But I think he had a solid night. He didn't appear to even have any incidents. So, good job. Uh, Hart Raft was in opening ceremonies, I heard. JT? Uh, yeah, he was. That's I was, awesome. Uh, I yeah. was busy during that time. But, yeah, I mean, you're seeing you know points change and guys are hurt and all that stuff. So, cool for some of these guys to sneak in there. Oh, Hart Raft's got to be stoked. Yeah, Billy, yeah, Billy Grotto. Cool. Yeah, Billy Grotto. I still didn't see Hart Raft all day, in case you're wondering. Right. The, the Invisible Man. Um... Moran's almost got the start from the outside. You guys see that? Just about got it. Uh, Tristan Lane, first ever main event for Tristan Lane. Tim Ferry, pupil. Mm-hmm. Good job. Uh, I had Joan Cross in Pulp Mex Fantasy, and that is something I never want to go through again. That was <laughs> that was. I couldn't do it. A heart attack waiting to happen. Oh my! I God. didn't want to put myself through that sort of agony. From first to fourth in the LCQ with some dude all over him. Then he rebounds to get third. Like, yeah, I just was like, oh, well, my God. For, for me, he is like, he's got this internal struggle going on where one part of his body's doing everything it can to qualify, and the other part is doing everything it can to not qualify. And I never know which side's going to win. That was a that was a that was a thrill ride like no other. Um, Logan Carnell got himself a, a new title sponsor, Weege. Uh, yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, as he said on in his Instagram, uh, there's some other links you might want to explore if yeah. you're ready for them. Good job Support for Cardinal. Right. Uh, Amart, JT, you had him fantasy, so you'd probably not want to talk about him. I don't know what happened to Amart, but. Yeah. I don't I don't know either. I mean, I, I liked the guy. I just, he did not have a good main event. He did uh, not. Uh, Scott Meshi, I think that's his first main event. It says he's yes. on a 250. Now this is again never change AMA. Did not look like a two fifty. Says he's on a two fifty on the sheets, so I thought that was odd. I'm almost positive that was not a two fifty. Okay, uh, and Rod Bell gets in again, so good job to all those guys. And uh, yeah, I mean this is just a privateer heaven right now, absolutely mm-hmm. privateer heaven. That's yeah, great, Ryan Brees. It's always awesome for these guys. It's, it's, I don't think it's going to get any better from here it would probably go the other way it's probably going to get more opportunistic for these guys well i don't know brayton McElrath, and ferrandis come back yeah this but might I, be I just the... i think for me the way that historically as the season goes on guys start thinking outdoors they are like ah, i'm not gonna come back now then you get more injuries i mean you know like mookie almost hurt himself like it just it tends to go that way like it doesn't like the last few rounds guys are like, you know what? I'm going to come back to Supercross. That's just not typically how it goes. Yeah. We're definitely seeing, uh, so Dean's ninth in the points right now. And, and he might get for, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how, when Ferrandis is coming back, but we I think Ferrandis may be outdoors. That's my, that's yeah. my guess. I don't have any inside information. I just, I'm looking at the schedule. I'm thinking like, what's the point of coming back? You're the defending motocross champion. Yamaha has what's going to be your Supercross champion already. Like, why don't you just tell him to go get ready, heal up, and go get outdoors, right? I could absolutely see that happening. I really feel like Tomac was in a, in a mode where he was like, you know what, I got this huge points lead. Like, I'll get third. I'll take third. Oh, look at I'll take second. Oh, look at I'll take first now. You know what I mean? Like, this could be a – is this four in a row? It's four in a row, right? Yeah, it's four in a row. Like he's just wearing these. Like I, I don't necessarily feel like he was just going balls out. He's just, you know, he's got. No, this he lead. wasn't. He's got this lead, but 
Barsha and Anderson come together, and then Mookie does that, and then uh, Tomac, uh, and then Barsha, you know, he just kind of works on Barsha and slowly catches him. Like, this is awesome. So it's great. He never really pressed for the lead very much. Like, it wasn't like there was some heroic move forward. Like, he was trying, but it wasn't uh, some inevitable pass that no. you felt like was coming. No. Weech, going to be an all-time season for Tomac to talk about in the future. You know? Yeah, I don't want to do too much on that because yeah. uh, there is yeah. enough races to go to screw this up. But, I mean, it sure doesn't look likely. And then, nope. you know, he's the old, would be the oldest champ ever, um, all, all this stuff. And yeah. he's also rapidly moving up the all-time win. I mean, it's not impossible that Eli Tomek ends up second no. all-time in Supercross. Uh, yeah, wins. which is nutty. Insane. Yeah, yeah, yes. absolutely nutty. Uh, Carmichael off the top of the show last night said, uh, Indianapolis is where I made my Supercross debut. And I put on Twitter, I'm like, Huh? He doesn't even remember the Coliseum, and then uh, our, I thought the same thing. Yeah, like we he, were, were just going to skip over that entirely. So I was like, I was like, less than two or three feet from him, and I'm like, what? I looked over at him, like, what? I guess our buddy uh, Clinton must have told him what I tweeted or something. So then RC texts me during the show, wow, and said, Andy was the first points paying thing that you know, and I said, do you even remember the Coliseum? And he said. <laughs> He said he did remember the Coliseum, but he considered Indy points paying. So I'm like, okay, well, listen, bro, just for the record, you lined up. I, the I, it's, it's so funny you said that because I looked over at him, like picked up my head with like eyebrows up, like what? I mean, because right. I remember the Coliseum. Like I, I was a private yeah. mechanic, and it was a huge deal that let's see this Carmichael kid right. can do. You let everybody go. And yeah, that. yeah. So yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah, weird. Uh, thank you to the folks at Fly Racing and uh, flyracing.com, motorsport.com. You can check it out. All the latest and greatest from those guys uh, over there at motorsport.com. Fly Racing and uh, Justin Brayton, Shane McElroy, RJ Hampshire, uh, among others, um, were in Fly Racing. Of course, the Formula Helmet is amazing. Love the Formula Helmet. I need to wear mine more. Kiefer is very disappointed in me lately in no dirt bike riding, but I will try to get out soon. Uh, and also, thanks to the folks at Rental and Maxis, as I said off the top. And Cobalinks, of course. But almost 25 years, Cobalinks lowered the first motorcycle. They're based in Idaho. They made the Suzuki DR350 seat height a little shorter. And then from that, they have made a lowering suspension link for everything from Aprilia to Yamaha. Used by trail riders, motocross racers, and adventure tours. Like the first link, each one is still seen seat in Idaho for riders of all ages, heights, and abilities. Increased plushness, improved cornering. Gain confidence by having a lower center of gravity. It's all what the Cobalinks can do for you. Pulpamex code at cobalinks.com, K-O-U-B-A links.com, built in Boise, ridden and raced everywhere. Thank you to Motorsport, uh, OEM and aftermarket parts, street bikes, side-by-sides, and, of course, dirt bikes. A lot of parts from the folks at uh, motorsport.com. Great prices, free shipping, I think over 79 bucks. they got a dedicated team of gearheads there waiting to make things happen. Go through the banner on pulpamex.com or pulpamexshow.com to uh, um, make a purchase and help us out a little bit. Great guys and great return policy. I've used them for a ton of parts uh, um, uh, recently, and uh, they've been really good job. So thank you to Motorsport, Cobalinks, Renthal, and Maxis, and Onyx Maps, too, Weege. Yeah, over 550,000 miles of trails mapped out for your dirt bike, for your mountain bike. Uh, if you're a hiker or a hunter, there's different versions for that, backcountry and, and Onyx hunting. So go to onxmaps.com or Onyx Off-Road in the App Store. Uh, it's a lot more detailed than using Google Maps, and you can download the maps to have access to them when you don't have cell service, which could literally be a lifesaver, says some of the reviews on onxmaps.com. So, so do it if you want to go right. All right. Uh, 250 class. Well, first off the top, our buddy Phil, he got hardied. I, count me as surprised that Hardy went back at him in the LCQ. 
and uh, and got him back. Like, uh, and I don't know. He's blitzing the whoops. It looked great, and then he stopped blitzing him once he got by Munoz. And our buddy Phil did not make the uh, main event. Tough. Yeah, I got in trouble because uh, I was screaming at the TD uh, that entire LCQ, and my wife was trying to get my kid to go to bed, and then she yelled at me for yelling. And she's like, what could possibly be happening that's that big a deal? But I feel like Phil f- fighting for the main is that big a deal. Two weeks in a row, and Phil went down the, in the first turn in the heat, too. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah not- and then he told us the bike was destroyed, so he had no shot in the heat. Yep, yep. Um, and then I couldn't even tell what the heck was going on at the beginning of that LCQ. He gets pushed off the track by Yeah, think, he was Osby. off the track. Yeah, yeah. Made by Osby, so he can thank his buddy Marshall for giving Osby a practice bike for Osby to race. Who went down that same turn where Anderson and Barsha got into it? Was that Phil that tucked the front on the first lap? Oh, I didn't notice. I didn't I didn't notice. I think Phil tried to get Osby back. Okay. Lost the front. He got up in ninth. And then somehow came back. And I'm like, oh, he got the fourth. He's definitely in. Yep. Yes. Count me as surprised that Munoz got caught, got passed, and he came back. I don't know why Phil started. He was garbage through the whoops, and he blitzed them for two laps, and that was good. And then he went back to jumping in the crappy-ass rut. And that was slow, and yeah. So Hardy, getting it done. Um, well, speaking of the heat race, though, Jet falls in the first turn, thanks to Hardy, by the way, riding it in there hard. Uh, what was Hardy doing there, man? I, I don't Gosh. know, man. Yeah, turn, dude, yeah. turn. Yeah, it was a uh, Hardy is uh, not someone I would want to like race closely with. Uh, so then Jet wins the heat, passes Chiz with like a lap and a half to go or something. And uh, comes from, you know, on the ground, flipping on the ground, and gets run over by Henry Miller, gets his arm run over. Oh, my God. And yep. uh, do you see Jet when he was watching that on the heat, on the replay? He's like, oh, look at that. I got run over. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, so. Do you yeah. guys remember that happening before? I don't, I'm not saying it's the first time ever. I'm not declaring that. But I don't remember a dude crashing in the first turn and winning a heat. I don't remember it. I don't either, but I'm sure it's happened. I was literally trying to think about that. Yeah. I'm sure it's happened, right? Like, I, I don't know. Um, yep. Anyways, uh, yeah, props to McAdoo, catching the Jet, passing him, uh, riding very well. Jet got him back, though, and uh, won by six seconds. And, yeah, it's a Jet Lawrence show. Yeah, that's that's where we're at, JT. It's a Jet Lawrence show right now. And, and props to McAdoo, though. A good ride, but, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was really impressed by McAdoo. Um, I, you know, for Jet, he's just – so smart beyond his years, you know, because McAdoo was blitzing the whoops and Jet tried to get away from it, a la Phil. Like, he, he tried to start jumping them because I think it was just really sketchy to blitz them. And he was like, ah, crap. All right, well, McAdoo's fast there. I need to figure out where McAdoo's going around the track. And then, yeah, okay, I'm going to pick it back up now and go back to the lead. Like, that's just not – that's not what typical 18-year-old racers can do. Like, they just don't have that in them to learn, apply, and then pull back away. It's really impressive. Uh, they finished 34 seconds ahead of RJ in third. 34 seconds, those two guys. Damn. So um, RJ rode well, though, to get – that's his first podium of the year, I believe. Yeah. Kind of hard to believe, but it is his first podium of the year. So good job for RJ. I, as a media guy, I'm all for honesty from the riders. But uh, with RJ and this bike, it, it's – Probably to the tipping point where someone from Husky's gonna have to be like, dude, could you just back it down a little bit? <laughs> yeah, the press conference. I mean, his press entire press conference is yeah. just depression over how much he's struggling with this bike. Like, that's cool. Obviously, from our perspective, we'd rather have the truth, but I'm surprised they're gonna let it go to this degree. Like, yeah, yeah. 
big, big, big complaints about his motorcycle. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the I guess the proof is a little bit in the pudding. He's not as good this year, but then he's crashed. But then he's RJ oh. and he crashes. So yeah. I, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's not like he was crushing it and they switched to the new bike and he's worse. Like, no, it's not the Cooper Webb situation. Right, right, right. right. You're right. just like, well, RJ, you you fast and you crash, and then in 2022 on the new bike, you're fast and you crash. Yeah. So you know, I don't know. But good job for third. Uh, Pierce Brown. Count me a surprise. Pierce Brown lined up for the LCQ. It's just, yep. He is really good at having the wind knocked out of himself. He is. He's very master very, of the wind knocked out. Very of good at that. But good job for Pierce to get fourth for sure. Uh, yeah. And Oldenburg fifth. Yeah, it looked like he rode pretty well. Only five guys on the lead lap, by the way. Oldenburg was great all day, to yeah. be honest. In practice, he looked awesome. Like, I was really impressed. Um, I thought he had a shot at getting a podium and just they, uh, – I mean, still fifth is good, but I think he they, I think on race day live, they showed him with another guy, maybe Brown, maybe RJ, and they were both ripping. Like, it was two of them going in qualifying practice. They looked really good. Yeah, no, he was he was um, really fast. Like, he caught my eye out of everybody, like, jumping the rhythms quickly, like, putting right. the whoops. Like, he was just on it. Uh, Enzo sixth for Enzo Lopes, Purple Mix rider. Uh, keeps it going. Uh, and Chiz seventh. A little underwhelming for Chiz through two races, Weege. I don't know. I, I okay. have no idea okay. how to classify it. I was super pumped on that heat race. Look, Jet was what did they say? JT four seconds a lap faster. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it right. was. He was closing four seconds a lap. Yeah, it was yes. But what I like is, I mean, obviously there's a, probably a pretty sweet heat race bonus on the line. So Chiz still tried to go back after him, like. Might have been four seconds off, but he still tried, which I think was cool because you know there was check if he could hold on for one more lap. Uh, I don't know how to classify it. I don't know. Like, are we saying that – I mean, Lopes is hard to classify, but are we saying that Chiz should be beating Oldenburg? Are we saying that? I don't know. Uh, maybe closer? <sighs> yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not saying it's a failure. I'm not. There's two races. Yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm just like – Yes. You know. Um, was, uh, was it – wasn't Oldenburg beating Chiz on the 450 as well, though? Yeah, yes, it was. For the most part, yeah. yep. There you go. Yeah. Yep. And Oldenburg was riding to basically not get hurt, and he was still right. getting, what, 14th ish? Yeah, yeah 13. Chiz was like 16, 17, yeah. something like that at that time. Right. Uh, Jordan Smith crashed. Uh, I think he was up there oh. early, right? Jordan. I did not notice that. Yeah, he, he was up no, there he early. Did. Yep. Yes. Uh, Jace Owen never saw him. Ninth for Jace. Uh, <laughs> Colin Park, good job for Colin Park. That's two in a row now. Good job for Colin Park. Yeah. I wrote this in my column last week. I think there's something there for Colin Park. Something. I don't know what. Something. Uh, Derek Drake, I watched because I almost picked him in fantasy, and he was 19th for a while and worked his way up to 11th. So 18th or 19th. Good job for Derek Drake. That was a good ride because he was way far back to start. Uh, Varese 12th. Welton, privateer. Marshall Welton. Good job. 13th. It's his best result of the year, I think. Probably uh, best ever, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, we think about it. Walton right? had uh, <clears throat> Walton had two of his bikes in the main event. Yeah, unreal. Yeah, I wonder does he pay Osby contingency then? <laughs> is Osby on a bonus program? <laughs> I just love that. So Welton and Osby are Phil's buddies, right? Yeah. And then Welton gives Osby his practice bike, and then Phil goes off the track because of Osby, who wouldn't have been there if Welton had given a bike. Phil must be furious. 
Yeah, probably. Uh, Knowing Phil, he yeah. hates these two guys now. Yeah, oh, absolutely, 100%. Mars, uh, why do you have to give him a pie? <laughs> uh, shout out to Lance Kobush, who couldn't make the main event last week when I picked him in fantasy, and oh. this week can. Um, also, Hunter Yoder, that's his first main event. Good job, Hunter Yoder. Yeah, I didn't realize he hadn't made one yet. Wow. Yeah, yeah, hadn't made one. Luke Neese, that's his first one, too. Luke benefited a lot from the uh, first turn crash in Heat 1 with Hardy. Cause Where are you out on the uh, the low key Luke knee hype from preseason? Yeah, I don't know. Weej, okay. would you agree with me? A low key hype? Yeah. Look, we went to club. We watched eighteen guys ride. You watch anyone ride in November or December? No, no, no. Just I wasn't get unrealistic. I wasn't creating it. I was hearing it from the buzz. Well, I guess they're victims of the same thing. Yeah, they see yeah. the same dudes ride. They're all ripping. And meanwhile, 80% of the rest of the Super Puff world is on the other coast of the but, country who they're not seeing. But there was low-key Cade hype, and he's coming through. Yeah, there was so, there was Marchbanks hype, and I would say that Marchbanks has not delivered on that hype. Okay, um, so He's we, been fast at well, times. but What we need to do is for 2023, keep track of flying at the test track, low-key hype, and then see, see where we're at, like the record. The all-time was Bradley Taft type. Yeah, yeah, that was there was, and I don't even know if he finished the season. Like he was just gone from the sport. Yeah, I don't. You're right. Yep. <laughs> um, so good job for Osby though, and Nice as well. Uh, where's Luca Marcelle from, or Marcelle C or, or something? He's actually just like a Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania oh. area. Yeah, yeah, not a not a foreigner. Oh my god. Oh, wow. Okay, I figured he's a foreigner because he's also Cairo, Georgia hometown, which is not really your hometown. Um, so no, I figured. I think he's just oh. I thought he was a MotoGP guy that had uh, just come over <laughs> to cross race. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was a Formula 4 champ. Your guy Megawatt is a huge Marcelizzi fan, JT. Oh, wow. Big supporter. Yes. All right. The Hitman, right, he calls him. The Hitman. The Hitman. Oh, he's the, the Hitman. Hitman. Oh, yeah, he's got a nickname. Oh, boy. Oh, nice. Okay, the Hitman. I'm, I, yeah. I, like, I like this kid. I'm on board with anyone named the Hitman. Okay. Uh, Hitman okay. Hearns and all that was cool. Uh, all right. That's Indy. Uh, Seattle back on the West this week. Uh, and we're you guys gonna go? Yeah, we're gonna go Thursday. Yes, we're gonna go. There's yes. a live show, everybody. Live tickets, thirty bucks. The live podcast show on Friday night uh, down in Renton. I guess it's about twenty minutes, twenty five minutes south of the uh, stadium in Seattle. There, uh, Weege and JT will be there. We'll have some special guests as well. We got one lined up. We're trying to work on another one. And um, push up contest. Yeah, can we do the push up contest at the live show? Yeah, I'm in. No problem. Okay. Would you rather do a live show or on Saturday in the pits? I'll do whatever you want. I'll do both. Oh, wow. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Oh. All right. Wow. Oh. We got a lot going I on. I think we had so much success with the haircutting uh, that I think we need a gimmick like that. So I, I say, JT, we should do it in the live show. Okay. Yeah. For anybody who wants to so know. I, I need uh, some uh, parameters, though. Like, are, is there going to be a set amount of time? Like, are we trying to get how many we can get done in a minute? Yeah, I feel or like we just go to a failure. No, or... we don't have the time for the failure at the part of the failure. So well, I it's think... not like we're going to do push-ups for 12 minutes. You know, like... No, but <laughs> I cut. feel like we need, you know, a counter for each person and then like three minutes or two minutes or some, some, some sort of minutes. And then whoever can do the most push-ups in these amount of minutes. Right? All right. I mean, I, th- I think it should probably go to failure, which is going to be about the same amount of time anyway, but that's just me. Okay. Well, yeah, we can work it out. It's uh, For people who want to know, our buddy Moser, who we've never really heard of, uh, thinks he can do more push-ups than JT. I did not I did not ask for this, by the way. Just like, I don't want anybody to think I'm like flexing this hard cut thing. Like I was, this, this challenge was posed to me and I'm just accepting. It's fine. 
So that'll be on Friday night. Come see it uh, at the uh, at the Carico uh, Carico Carico Carco Theater in Renton. All the all the ticket information, everything's on RacerX online. It's also on pulpamex.com as well. We'll post it on our, on each one of our socials as well. Thank you to Yamaha and Fly for these live shows. They're a lot of fun. So Weed, you got a long ass flight to come to Seattle for this thing. That's what we do for the fans, and we're also uh, St. Louis too, and and uh, and Foxborough. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, but back to back uh, weekends. Yeah. Um, Seattle and St. Louis, get your tickets now. These are probably more fun than you'd realize. Like the laughs. It's barely educational, but it's a whole lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're working on a couple on a special guest too as well. We got one locked in, and we'll announce it later this week. So again, uh, all right. Anything else from uh, Indianapolis? Nope. Oh, sorry, guys. Couldn't make it. And the West Coast starts, and and we got we got one guy with a fifty something points lead, and the other guy has a thirty six points lead in the in the two fifty class or thirty three or whatever it was when we left. So catch the fever, everybody. <laughs> Going to championship drama. No, listen, it happens. It happens every few. You know, we've had other years like this, so it's not even like yeah, it just it just happens in our sport every now and then. It's just numbers. The racing has been phenomenal. Like that main event in the four fifties, actually both. I mean, with McAdoo challenging Jet and leading half of it, and then, dude, nine minutes to go, the five guys were on the same straightaway. Yeah, it's no, just the points. The racing is still great. I w- I would give you that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um So uh, I don't know what, what uh, JT. Have you checked the weather out? I have not looked yet. No. Okay. Well, hopefully, hopefully it stays all right for Seattle. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you for uh, uh, listening. Appreciate it. Thank you to Fly Racing, Renthal, Maxis, Coba uh, Links, Motorsport.com, Onyx Maps, as always. And uh, and thanks for uh, thanks for listening. All right, JT Weech. Thanks, guys. See you guys. See ya. This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners.